are live. Welcome, guys, to the Short Convos podcast with myself as Mirali and JC, uh, Warrior of Light, Cashman. You got that down. That was smooth. Got it down. That was, is that the right way around as well? No, it would be that way around, wouldn't it? Uh, next time. <laughs> yeah, next time. Next time. I'll have that next time. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast. It's a uh, self-development podcast, isn't it? It is, but we have promised ourselves that we were going to have a political discussion this week. So it's I also believe. a ranting podcast. Is that what we're doing? Are we ranting about <laughs> politics today? Well, I've gone red today because I'm a bit raged this week. Uh, it, yeah, um, I, I'm going with the red because it, 49ers, I think we've got home game as well, though we're in bad shape. But uh, yeah, it's uh, we're, yeah, uh, one's a bit raged. I'm a bit calmer now. I've had a vent. And I, to be honest, I don't really want to just talk about COVID in the situation. But uh, yeah, that, that's what, what's led me to it. But yeah, we were talking about talking about politics, weren't we? We were, but I think we were like to not make this an episode just about what we think should be done about COVID. I think really what we were discussing was leadership uh, and the state of the government in terms of how they choose to lead this country. And I guess yeah. where we're going to go down is our opinions on, on that, uh, as opposed to just discussing. We will try not to bore people to death with our opinions on COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that would be a, a wise one. I'm, yeah, I'm done talking about it. So politics. So let's just start at the root of it. I've had no interest ever in politics. And I'm going to put my hand up and say I'm going to be quite ignorant. Uh, Labour, Conservative, Liberal, Red, Green, Blue, Right Wing, Left Wing. To be honest, I don't really know what it all is about. And I think that's a bad thing uh, that it's not engaged me because I've never thought that any of it really bothers me at all or to me. But now I'm looking at... Have you got me? Uh, But now I'm looking at... Am I back? You're good. good. Uh, But now having to mention the covid thing uh it's seriously affecting us the the people in charge and everything else are uh, affected us uh is is affecting our daily liberty uh, and everything else so like my family they would discuss politics and uh, talk about it but it was never a forefront uh yeah go to the uh, party uh conference or your local town or yeah what's your experience with it all yeah so i'm very similar to a certain extent uh in my later life as in in the last five or so years i have engaged more with it um and it started with listening to lbc which is a, a radio station here. And it was, I'd, I'd got a bit bored of listening to music and I hadn't quite figured out podcasts yet in terms of the ones I liked and what I liked to listen to. Um, so I started listening to LBC in the car because it was always just a discussion. But a lot of the time it then ended up being a political discussion. So I ended up just kind of picking bits up in terms of what is a liberal, what is a conservative and uh, where the differences are. But I'll say the same that, and I think this is the case for a lot of people is they don't relate to politics because they don't feel it affects them. And the only time they then start caring about politics is when something happens within politics that affects them. So you see a lot of students kicking up when the, um, 
when the tuition fees changed and it went from 3,000 a year to 9,000, suddenly anyone who's applying for university cares about politics for a year. Uh, and now us small business owners who are being forced to close, suddenly we care about what the, uh, what the politics are. Uh, and I think, that's a, I think that's part of it. But really we should care about it all the time though, shouldn't we? We should. And my, my disdain to it isn't just through COVID. Like uh, some of the things that we're going to talk about now, I've had the same conversation with people uh, over the whole Brexit thing. And uh, like, I think personally, maybe others would disagree or maybe even you disagree, but I think that was a whole sham of a mess as well. Like were, it, it wasn't like it was so close as in the vote was so close because the competition was so good. So if we take our martial arts, if you want to hit that bell, uh, there's, yeah. uh, some, there's some competitions where two people or teams are matched up and uh, it's so close. It, it goes to the second, to the point, to the wire because they're so elite at what they do. And the crowd are back and they're like, and everyone's cheering for their side and all of that. It's not because of that. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. I'm just not romanticized about politics. But I get the impression, like, again, using Brexit as an example or the last uh, election, it's so close because no one's got a clue what's going on. Or they're, in my opinion, they're all as bad as each other. Mm. Yeah, I mean, take Brexit as the example. My problem with Brexit from the start was I don't think that vote should have ever happened. I okay. think that if we're going to elect people to run the country and that's then their job. I, we have elected you because we believe that you are qualified and educated and able to make decisions for this country. And that's why we do the voting thing. That's the whole point of picking our leader because they sit within our value system and we believe that they're going to take us down a certain route. But there's now this weird thing that happens where they just deferred that very important, very complex question to the people. And they just said, you guys decide and took all the, the, the onus off themselves for the decision. The people will decide. But that's the people did decide by putting you into office and letting you make the decisions to run the country. And in a few years, we get to make that decision again if we don't like the decisions that you make. And then it got put on the people. And then the, the information wasn't put out there for us to make the decision in the right way. And it would never, it would, there'd never be enough time because as we figured out by now going through Brexit is it's far more complicated than we ever thought it was. And there's so much more to it than we ever thought there was. So a lot of people who voted to leave would probably have changed their mind now. Some people who voted to stay might have changed their mind now. And we're all stuffed because of it, as far as I'm concerned. When you look at the way it's going in terms of the progression for us leaving the EU, it's, it's not going well, is it? So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think that was a big problem yeah. there. Going back to like the actual point of the conversation and the leadership, like using COVID now as a more recent thing, there it seems to be always a popularity contest. Well, that's how I see it as my ignorant uh, political political view. Uh, anything I ever hear, and like we, we don't want to start talking about news and where that all comes from, but anything I ever hear through whatever stream of media that comes to me social media or news or whatever it seems to always be i'm interpreting it as a yeah uh, a 
what's it to pol uh, popularity contest so it's people in power not taking ownership that they've ever done any wrong uh, they're making decisions just to please other people that's what i'm seeing and then it's the other parties very very rarely ever agreeing with them and always wanting to slate them down and uh yeah it, it, it's just, to me it's just a huge big mess it's a giant mess and you're and you're exactly right and it's the, like the media their job is just to get clicks on their website instead of someone else's website so they, they have very little concern with the truth. What they're really concerned with is what's going to drive traffic to the website. So if you give good news, it's just not that interesting, is it? It's boring. But if you go on about murders and you go on about this disease and pandemics and uh, financial crashes, these are scary things and these are going to get people to click on and draw attention to it. And then it's mm. the same. The politicians will only ever want to highlight when they get something right. They're only going to send you their figures and show you the numbers that make them look like they've done the right thing. And the opposition is only ever going to show you everything wrong that that person's done. And then that's the constant battle that we're in is you've got the person in power saying, look how good I'm doing. Let's keep me here. And you've got the person who's trying to get into power going, look how rubbish they are. Give me a go. I'll do a much better job. And until the system changes, I don't see that ever changing. I also see there's, uh, again, give us your point of view on it, but I also see there's a, a gap between them and us as in yes. it is very much <coughs> them and us i don't feel i can relate or they relate to me whatsoever so even if i had an opportunity to sit in front of them or could put forward uh idea or however or whatever you know one per effort it feels like there's such a like them and the people kind of thing or am i misinterpreting that no well i think you're right as well i that you know the majority of these guys have gone to very nice private schools from primary school all the way through to their university education. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, the majority of these people are what I would describe as middle class. So they've always earned and their families have earned quite high above minimum wage. They've owned properties. They've owned cars. They've never had to truly struggle. This isn't, I'm not trying to whitewash every politician, but this is the truth with the vast majority. If we went through our prime ministers, the majority of them have lived this kind of life and they cannot, and it's through no fault of their own, relate to someone who's, for example, on benefits uh, or has had a drug addiction problem or who has eight kids to feed. I don't know. And I think that's where there's a huge issue with the system that the person in power, regardless of if they feel a bit different about this or a bit different about that, they are all cut from the same cloth. And that cloth doesn't relate to a very large majority of the people. And then uh, because we're just having a good rant and it's coming to mind, uh, <laughs> oh, get it all out there. It just makes you feel better for it, doesn't it? Oh, I yeah. think it's all outdated. I think it's all outdated. Uh, I've, how long has this system been in place? This government and these part? Can you do you know that? I don't know, but a, a very long time. It, and it's it evident feels, when you watch it. It feels like it's not current. 
And no. uh, the very little time I have given to watching the House of Parliament, it seems like a bunch of guys, uh, mainly guys, uh, sort of chatting at each other and just a whole disorganised mess. Yeah, it's just jeering, which is a huge part of it. And uh, and it's really interesting listening to conversations about it because some people really like that. Uh, they think that it it brings like character to the house that, that they all sit there and go, oh, hey, and all of this. Uh, they think it means that they're being passionate about the politics and that's a good thing. But I, when I look at it, I just think this is ridiculous. Like it's, it's cartoonish. This is not how the leaders who are, when they're in there uh, and jeering, they're talking about something that might affect millions of people. And you just, in yeah. my opinion, it's like, I feel like you should take that more seriously. And I don't think that when you disagree with it, you should be booing it. I think you should be presenting a counter argument or you should be providing evidence as to what you feel would work better rather than just, like you said, the popularity contest of what opinion is going to get the most seats and what's going to get you the most votes. And uh, that then uh, brings us back around to what you started uh, saying at the start of the podcast is leadership. Mm. And this is something that for a number of years now, I went on a path of uh, exploration and personal self-development with. Uh, first and foremost, I did it, and I might have mentioned it in a previous podcast, actually. Uh, the first and uh, foremost, I did it from the point of view of my uh, role as a father to my children, because I think that's the most important leadership role any of us uh, could take in our lifetime, because you're you're responsible for that life ultimately and the way it grows up and the way they learn and everything else uh, then as a small business owner uh, I wanted because I have staff I have dependable people under us now and uh, you want to be a success everything that goes with that I, I wanted to learn leadership uh, for for that to be more successful uh, and then in more recent times I've got into organizing big events now you know one of the biggest if not the biggest kickboxing tournament in the country and uh, also uh, high level competitive sport as well as a coach uh, so they those two sort of go hand in hand so I wanted to get better as a leader of that so I've watched a lot of things. I've watched a lot of good leaders, people. I've uh, read a lot of things. And I, I would consider myself now a good leader in my, my domain and my roles. And I, I know what, I don't make all the right choices all the time, but I know what does define it. And what I see from the politicians, especially at this moment in this time of what is you know, real crisis, real trouble, I don't see leadership. And there's no accountability. There's no, there's no jeering the people in a way that they want to follow you. There's just no, yeah. Like, what do you think makes a leader then? Because you're saying no. So where where do you sit with that then? So what I think the problem is is so when you just described all the ways in which you are a leader in your own life, uh, you always spoke about the responsibility to others. So as a parent, you're, you're, you have to become, you have to take that leadership role because you have a responsibility to that child. As an employer, you have to take that leadership role because you have a responsibility to the people that are now dependent on you for their wages. 
And again, the kickboxing, we know, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, anyone involved in that leadership is not doing it because it's raking in the bucks uh, or anything like that. It's very much a very self-sacrificing role for the betterment of the sport. And I think this is where our politics gets really messed up. Because again, about that popularity contest, their main concern is not with the people. Their main concern is staying within power and keeping that position and keeping that, I don't know what the salaries are, but let's say that, let's say it's 80 grand a year to be prime minister. Uh, you've got a cushy salary. You live in a nice house at number 10, which is all paid for. I'm assuming they got great benefits. And that, as far as I'm concerned, when I watch it and when I see it, that is their focus. And every decision they make is is more driven by that and maintaining that position than it is what is right for the majority of people. Yeah. And I think that's where the compass is wrong. The, the, if you took away the money, if, you made, if, if people were doing that job because they cared, I think you'd have very different people in there. Well, that's the most successful people out there, isn't it? Not because of the money, because they want to, want to be doing it. Yeah. And I don't know what the solution is for that in the sense of, of so, course, yeah. they have to work hard. It's a hard job and they deserve to be compensated for that 100 yeah. uh, percent. But but there's there's something wrong in that system because I can see it. You can see it. And I, I think most people see that they are there for the wrong reasons and they are making decisions based on the wrong reasons. So as a leader myself or someone who aspires to lead others and everything else, I immediately, when we have conversations like this, I immediately, I think we said it the other day, we've got a bit of a default to want to fix it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like, uh, again, mentioning the sport, uh, there was a little while ago, it's actually more than a little while, probably a few years ago now, at one of the tournaments, someone turned around to me and it was something to do the, with the new weight categories or the pricing of something. And they were like, oh, I really don't like it because they've done this with the weights and that. Uh, I turned to them and I said, oh, so what are you doing about it then? Uh, and they were like, uh, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm not going to rant and uh, moan about it. I'm going to actually do something about it. So I'm going to create influence. I'm going to create, I'm going to do something that makes it better rather than just going around in this circle of negativity, which doesn't go anywhere. So mm -hmm. we've, I think we're both in agreement and maybe others wouldn't be, and they can share their opinions with us. We'll happily uh, discuss it, you know, in an educated way with each other. Uh, but uh, we're, I think we're both in agreement. The system's fucked. Uh, the called the politics, the system, the whole thing is 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 messed up. It's not led by good leaders. I think that might be just a different sort of uh, tangent to go off on. But have you any solutions? Where where where, where would you start to fix it? All? My my thing would start with. I believe they're described as civil servants. They are, their duty is to serve the people. And I would really look at that role and what it means to be a servant of the people and how that works and the reward system for it. So, so when you say civil servant, are we talking, is that like, I, again, I hear these words and oh, I don't really know what it's all about. So I, for some reason, when you say civil servant, and I just think of cutlery. 
Uh, I don't silver cutlery. <laughs> we're clearly not talking about that. Are we talking about the people in politics? Uh, the the politicians. Are, so the, the prime minister, the councillor of the exchequer, the, the people who make the decisions on our behalf for our country, who we have voted into power through parliamentary proceedings, the House of Commons, the House of Lords, uh, all of these people. I yeah. think we need a complete restructure in terms of how these people are selected, how these people are voted in, and how they are compensated and how they are filtered in terms of do we change them every year? Absolutely regardless. You cannot be in office for more than one year, two years, four years. I mean, that's the whole point of doing the elections is that we don't allow one person to just be in a dictatorship and they've constantly got the power. If you change it too often, then nothing ever can get done because it's just by the time they get in and out, they've not done anything. But I think the biggest thing is the, the compensation. I, I genuinely believe that politicians should either not be paid at all and it should be completely you care so much about this country and you want so much to change things that you just do it out of the goodness of your heart your expenses you will be covered and, yeah, you'll yeah, be fed yeah, you'll be looked head. after and when you retire from it if you've done a great job if you've served this country the country will give it back to you in in the, the next stage of your life that's yeah. fine but i think the problem is is when you're earning 50 plus thousand pounds a year and you can claim your, you know, that whole expenses scandal where they were claiming everything on expenses. When you live such a comfortable existence, your focus then becomes on how you want to maintain this comfortable existence. And I think that just, it can't help but affect your decision making. It can't help but sway the way you're going to approach difficult decisions. So who fixes that? So who, who <laughs> fixes the wages and the... Uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, we're talking. I think, yeah, I mean, we're talking a revolution to get something like that to change. And I guess that's the problem, isn't it? Is this is so ingrained in the history of our country and of our people? You're talking a full-on, you know, meltdown and restructure from the bottom up, which isn't going to happen. So the only other way is you change one little thing at a time responsible who are they ultimately responsible to so who who is in charge of them well so they that's the kind of thing about it they are in charge of themselves in the sense of let's say that the people pushed that we wanted them to not get paid that would still have to go through them. them so it would have them, to go yeah. through the House of Parliament to, you know, then be voted on, be decided. So that it would never happen in that way, in the, in the procedure. So that's that we where you're saying it needs to be law. a revolution. Yeah, it needs to be like we're talking full on takeover. So YouTube, don't take this video down. We're not terrorists. We're not trying no. to, uh, uh, we're not trying it's to overthrow the convo. government. Short convo. But that's what I think I'm... In my understanding, that's what it would need to take for something that drastic to change. But if we're talking, uh, in my mind, I'm seeing it as you're asking me if we had to restart the operating system and build it from the ground up, what would it look like to not end up exactly back yeah. where we are? That's what I personally think would have to be the biggest change. Okay. 
uh, a little while back, whenever politics came up or like my wife is always uh, a strong voter and she always mm. encourages me to vote because uh, we have a right to vote. So as in we all have a, not men and women, I mean, as in we all have a right to vote. So we should use it. It's what we're all a part of. But I always turn around and say, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> I think I don't want to vote for someone that I don't like. And I don't like any of them. So none of them have bought me in, and mm. uh, but I've voted on you know a few things of time because uh, I've sought a bit more information, etc. But without going into that, uh, I've thought about it, and quite often I wouldn't say anything about the whole thing in a conversation because I don't have anything to say about it. But I've had a little bit of a think, and tell me what you think. I feel that the one government that we have, I'm right in thinking they control the whole country, don't they? Ultimately, the decision he makes is for us down south and those up north. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally think that we, have, we need to have more of a regional government. I think, for instance, the southeast or Sussex, however it's split up, we have different priorities and we have different, and it showed with this whole COVID thing with how it spread and everything else, we have different priorities. And I think if we had a, call them prime ministers, call them whatever you want. If we had someone in power and their whole responsibility was the southeast, then I, I think there would be more of a connection. It would, there would be less things. There's, there's more people, isn't there? We talked about it a little while ago. There's more people now. How many more people than when this first, back in the 80s, how many more people there are now? And they're trying to control everyone. So if you, if you had a, a, someone in charge of each area, uh, then that, that's what they're responsible for. Uh, and we vote for, and yeah, you all live by the same law, but you know, you have someone different in your area running it based upon the area. And then you could have still so that they can have that party game. You could have a central hub where basically it's all then found out to. So the person gets there by, you know, the, the voting or whatever. And then you've got a central hub where <clears throat> there's, there's a representative from every party. So no, no one's in charge. You've got people in charge of their own parts of the country, but no one's in charge of this central hub. Uh, so there's someone on every party. And if there's ever something that's passed, like, you know, Brexit or whatever and, uh, else, between them, they have to make a decision. So they, each of them, they can divide their party up however they like, but each of them has one opportunity to vote towards it. Uh, and between them, they have to, and then, I don't know, Queen, whoever, then is the ultimate say if it was a tie or a draw or something like that. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we kind of have this in place, but it just doesn't work in the sense of we do have the mayor of London, the mayor of Manchester, etc. And then you do have your MPs that you vote as in your parliamentary representative for your area so you will have one and i will have one and that's like your first point of call to then your mayor to then the prime minister Um, and it's meant to operate like that and a good example of this recently was the mayor of manchester was calling to not be put into tier three of the restrictions uh he didn't want to go there at least not with more financial support Now, in the end, it it just happened anyway, and his opinion kind of got voiced, but nothing really came of it. Uh, And that's where, 
you know, so we've got these things in place, but they're obviously not in place in a strong enough way where they can genuinely have an impact on things. Yeah. But the mayor of London, for example, created the congestion charge zone. That's something exclusive to London. That's something exclusive that we have to experience and deal with. And it doesn't apply in other cities that might have traffic that's very similar. Um, so there's something like that in place, but it's, it's obviously not, not currently working for us. Um, yeah. but I do get what you're trying to describe and what you're trying to say. I guess the problem with having an equal amount of everyone in the house getting a vote is everyone's always going to vote for their own idea. So you'll always have a tie break and then it always has to go to whoever's genuinely in charge. And then it's the problem of, well, then it's just going to be their yeah. choice and, and whatever their choices is going to uh, decide it. So then you go the other way, which is, well, let the people vote. And then it's, it's the world's decision. But as we've seen, we're not all equally educated on things or qualified to make these decisions because a lot of it doesn't affect us. So therefore we don't care to even vote on it, let alone get kind of savvy enough to make the right decision that's going to look after us. So flipping it then, uh, just for uh, conversation's sake, mm -hmm. uh, is the problem not the system, but the people? <laughs> yeah, well, and this is what a lot of people say, is that regardless of what we do, we're going to end up the same way because it's actually just our nature that we're all self-preserving. So you're looking out for your best interests. I'm looking out for my best interests. And even when we do things for others, if we trace it all back, it really is all about self-preservation and self-growth and self-development. And that is just the nature of the beast. And as much as we've evolved, we're still just monkeys in shoes. Hmm. Is there anywhere in the world that we can use an example of where, where it works? Uh, or is everywhere it, like <coughs> America right now, it ain't working, is it? It ain't working. It ain't working. Uh, um, I guess that's a very personal opinion thing. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of people say they love the way that places like Amsterdam and the Netherlands do things uh, and younger governments. So I think it's Sweden. Uh, a lot of people point to that part of the world as, as doing things better, but it's, it's what your opinion of better is. You know what I mean? Like America's a great example with like their gun law. You've got some people that are just you know, they believe that having guns is the best thing ever. And then you've got people who are completely on the other side of it. And you'll never convince either of them to ever change, change, their, change their opinion on it. So it's a very, and that's the thing about politics, I guess. It's a very personal thing, how much it resonates with you, how much it affects you, or you feel that it affects you. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I know people who have never voted. I, I remember the first time I truly cared about the vote was because of Brexit, because my wife is from another country in Europe. Uh, and I was suddenly concerned that my wife was going to be kicked out of the country. So I took a very keen interest and I felt bad that suddenly I cared so much uh, because now it's affecting me. So now I care, but I should have cared long before that and that kind of triggered it for me that we might not realize that that these guys who are just shouting and jeering uh, but they do actually have an impact and maybe not today maybe it's not this decision but at some point they're going to make a decision that's going to affect you and you're probably going to wish that you had your say yeah i suppose it, it come in my head we're just talking about 
leadership and people the whole time. Uh, yeah, and that's well, what, I mean, that's what, what it, it is, is really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I just think personally, we don't have the best leaders at the moment. And I think from the people come, come the leaders at the end yeah. of the day. So, we had we had our friend uh, Jaddy Tension on a while ago to talk about Black Lives Matter, uh, and he's been very vocal on social media through this whole election period. Uh, and obviously, he's—I uh, don't know if it's obvious—but he's very anti-Trump. Uh, he doesn't want Trump back in. He wants to. He's voting for Biden, uh, and he had a really interesting post, which really helped me with the idea of voting for these people that we don't really relate to. He says he doesn't look at Biden and say, that's the perfect candidate. That's the man I want running the country. He said he's the closest to my ideals. He's not my ideals, but he is the closest for now. And if we can always move a little bit closer to what we think the ideal is, then we can get somewhere. But if you're waiting for everything to be perfect, and we've had this conversation in other topics if you wait for it to be perfect it never will come and you'll never get anywhere so if you're if you're ever struggling you want to vote but you don't know to vote for and it all seems like a load of rubbish you just got to look at it and say well what is the closest to what i would like the world to look like and just steer yourself that way thank you as i is it is the right word i've just had an epiphany is that the right yeah. word i've that that's how i'm going to play politics now I think that's a healthy way for everyone to approach it. Every every time I have an opportunity to vote, I'm going to vote now and I'm going to lay all the cards out and I'm going to go, I like red more than I like blue. So I'm And that's what it comes down to. You, you, you know, I think if you look to everyone's political party, everyone would have their own. We're like a snowflake. Uh, and if you're trying to find the one that perfectly matches you, it doesn't exist. So yeah. just, just look at the ones in turn. Again, this is where I think people don't do it is people don't just sit down with themselves and figure out, well, what are my values? What really does matter to me? Uh, what do I think about abortion? What do I think about uh, taxes and all the rest of it? Because that's the stuff you have to kind of figure out first. Uh, and yeah. then you have to take the time to sit down and read what these people think about it. Uh, and then make a decision. And I think that's a lot of work for a lot of people who have got, you know, they're worrying about their job, they're worrying about their family. It's uh, to make a good decision on it, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, and then you think your tiny one decision, how much does that affect the overall thing? No, not much. But if we're all going with this approach, there we go. Yeah. Like if you like that side, that side <laughs> moves in, doesn't it? And then a bit more of that side then comes in and then a bit more of that side. That's how I'm seeing it in my head. So yeah, yeah, I like that. Right. I've got a leadership quote for you as I don't know. Did you come prepared? I actually did not come prepared. You've just, uh, uh, I'll figure it out while I'm here. Yeah. Go. You go you, first. You might I'll see be my eyes going down a bit at the start. I was, <laughs> I was thinking of where's that, where's that leadership quote. So it's in capitals, the word leadership as well, then in lowercase, but leadership is given to you by those that choose to follow. Your position directly affects your reach. Who you are determines your leadership and the value you give back for the privilege of leadership. So for me, that, that sums up, yeah, what we're talking about. I like it, I like it. So I'm gonna to have to pull a quote out of thin air 
Uh, and I'm going to pull this one out because I think this is a, a useful one and it's going to contradict a lot of what I've said today, but I think it's, it's the way it's intended. This was that very famous Churchill quote where he said, don't ask what your country can do for you, but ask for what you can do for your country. Uh, and I don't think that that's meant as a cop out for the politicians not to make the decisions. But I think it is for us to all take our own personal responsibility for, for the decisions that are made. So whether that be taking the time to vote, taking the time to do your bit for the environment, we all need to do our little bit and understand the power of the collective when we all consciously take part. And I think that's what's lacking, a conscious effort to take part in, in this world and help to try and move it forward to make it a better place. Thank you, As. Thank you for the convo today, because uh, on a real serious note, it has sort of, uh, yeah, got it's me uh, in a better, yeah, in a better place with, with it all. Not, not that we are in a better place, but uh, a better place moving forward. I think maybe 10 years from now or whenever that may be, my relationship with it might be quite a different, different thing. Uh, nice. More, more serious, more serious things. Uh, have you got a top three that you would like to put forward? I've got one for today. I was thinking about it, but had you already thought about it? It's been a heavy episode, Jay. So if you've got a slightly lighter top three for us to finish on, I'm happy to go on your recommendation. Okay. Uh, so you don't but want me to go like best ways to die or something like that? That for me is as light <laughs> as it gets. <laughs> All right. No, this is serious. This is the top three. You've got to give me your top three. Uh, a condiments is that the right word uh, what you would what would you would have let, let's really throw it out there you know you can say I'd have it with my roast dinner because that's my favorite meal of the week or with my fish and chips because that's my treat okay. you know I'm throwing it out there you you can part part continentalize it with uh, yeah different group in top three sources this is we're now we're getting to the serious <laughs> the meat and bones of it all right, then. Top three sources. Again, these won't be in the order of uh, bronze, silver or gold. These are just uh, the three that come to mind. I'm going to start with the newest of the bunch. And I don't know if you've been open to this revolution. Are you a spice man, by the way? No, mate. No, mate. No. Not at all. Not at all. No. No, okay. oh, like <laughs> this isn't for you then, but uh, Perinez, uh, which okay. is Piri Piri Mayonnaise. Um, this has been, this just goes on everything now. Uh, this is my new thing because I'm a hot, I like hot sauce. I like uh, spicy foods. Oh, nah, uh, I, mate, like, yeah, I like it spicy. No, but, uh, but I, I, Perry Perry, I, yeah, I'm familiar with and I've uh, sampled and everything. Well, there's else, a mild so. version. So if you ever want to okay. give it a go, it's, it's mild, but it's, uh, it's, it makes sandwiches more fun. So Perinase is, is one of them. Uh, I like, <laughs> I like ketchup. Uh, if it's chips, ketchup has to be there. I'm not one of these people who put it on everything. And I, I don't Ooh, like no, that. no, no. You that don't whole... bath in it. No, <laughs> and like ketchup on scrambled eggs and stuff like this, it just doesn't sit right with me. I don't, I don't like the look of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then number three, I'm going to have to go with a garlic mayo. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't even, yeah, I didn't even come in with that. A garlic mayo. I was introduced that, to that when I was working in a, a, well, it was a French restaurant where garlic's in everything. Uh, and garlic mayo and French fries is probably one of the most beautiful combinations on the planet. So uh, they, they would be my top three condiments. 
Top three. Well, if I just had to go one, two, three, I'm going to go uh, in uh, descending order. So at the very top, I would actually put mayonnaise. And uh, it hasn't always been there. It hasn't always been at the top, but it's my go-to. You know, if, if we've got uh, chips, if we've got wedges, if we've got waffles, if we've got a salad, if we've got well, whatever we've got, mayonnaise is always a good go-to. And uh, I've always uh, struggled to put on weight has always been my thing. I remember years ago, someone said, oh, instead of having something else, have mayonnaise because it's the, the highest in fat content so i think that's sort of always stuck uh i think everyone likes ketchup surely everyone likes so my my second because it was a bigger thing as a kid not as in like you said i wasn't mad on it but ketchup and uh my third uh i do love a barbecue sauce yeah i was i was umming and ahhing about putting that in but yes agreed on barbecue sauce yeah agreed we won't do a top three, but give me your least favorite condiment. If, if this is oh. on the plate, you're not eating it. It needs to leave. Get it out of the building. Well, uh, if, if Lauren, my wife, was answering, she doesn't understand uh, salad cream. She just, like, you've, I've just swore. Agreed. <laughs> Win. <laughs> For me, I'm not actually offended by anything. I think because I can hardly taste anyway. I have a real... <laughs> I have a real bad sense of smell and taste and I can right. quite easily eat through anything. Like I, I you know, I, I've got a really, really good tolerance to anything. So interesting. Yeah. Like there's not one that turns you like right off where if someone put it on the plate, you wouldn't be able to even, even sit there looking at it. No, like even something hot, it, it wouldn't. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. I, I had to, we went out for a Thai uh, meal the other day and uh, there was a bit of spice in it and hotter than I feel comfortable, but I could appreciate the meal because yeah. it, it was part of what I didn't realise I'd ordered. Uh, so it didn't even put me off of it. I, I don't think I've ever turned anything away because of the sauce. No. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, there found in a piece. I don't get brown sauce. Well, just... Why not? I just don't get it. And I don't know if it's because I was never exposed to it as a child because I came from a, a European family where it just wasn't a thing on the table. And then by the time I was an adult and someone said, do you want brown sauce? I was like, no, like, what is brown? <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you what it tastes like. To be fair, I'll be honest, I've never actually tried it. Uh, but I just don't get the appeal as if ketchup was available as an alternative. No, that's where it comes in. Like if you're having a full breakfast, like English right. breakfast, then it's brown sauce. Okay. Like there, like we did our top three, but there's certain things like you know I I love a bit of uh, apple sauce. Gotcha. Mint so sauce with lamb. Etc. Certain things that certain sauces go. So brown sauces. Yeah, Lauren was saying the other day though, like uh, really strange. Uh, it's the same thing as ketchup, uh, as barbecue sauce, isn't it? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I no. don't think it is. No, <laughs> no. I think what it's closer to ketchup, right? Yeah, yeah, completely. Completely. Yeah. But now someone's going to say that ketchup is barbecue sauce. <laughs> and now, now we're on the convo. How do you deal with your sauce? Okay. So this, generally speaking, ideal situation, it has its own little pot. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. 
I, I this don't. This is where we marry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ideal situation. It's got its own pot, and I choose how much <laughs> yeah. and when and if uh, that it goes yeah. on to stuff. That's 100%. the dream. Uh, yeah. I don't. I've never got this whole just all over the plate thing. No. Nah, uh, it's not right. It's not the way it's meant to be. No. Um, like I can mix a uh, like a rice and beans and uh, all of that together, and sure. then you have your sauce there. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay, well, we're both right, and uh, everyone yeah. else is wrong. So if wrong. you if you do it the other way, you are wrong. Uh, there's no no debate on it. We won't. We will not have a conversation about this in the comments. Uh, do not keep this conversation <laughs> going. Uh, get on the politics. We'll listen to you. We'll hear your opinion. Uh, but source is always on the side in a separate part. Yeah, I, I think we've put the world to right now. I, I feel I can continue my journey through this life. I think I'll stick with the system uh, and society, uh, you know, because of source. So, yeah, I think, I think we're all right heading forward now. Done, dude. I'm going to go have some fish and chips now. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit peckish, yeah. <laughs> well look after yourself my man everyone please comment below get involved uh i know it's a bit of a heated topic so keep it you know keep it no right, please no, no? I don't. I all right don't because, unleash yeah. hell let's go yeah. bring it on say what you like Come on. unless it's about source then then back off yeah <laughs> we'll see you next week guys mm -hmm.